how we can improve our physical health so that we can enjoy the life God has called us to, to the absolute fullest. Hello, ladies. Welcome to today's episode. Welcome to the podcast, especially if you are new here. If you come all the time, thank you for continuing to, and I'm happy to have you. I hope you are living life to the fullest right now. Again, the whole point of this, of what we're doing, of why we're worrying about our physicality and our physical health, really my hope for you and for myself and for my clients is that it's helping you live a life that you don't have to hold back from, that you're not limited by, you know, getting winded, being tired, all of those things where if you are at your peak physical condition, it just makes things a lot easier. And I am recording this. I talked about this a couple weeks ago, saying how really uh, this is a factor and why you should care about your weight. Because as I record this, hopefully in real life, I have a baby already, but I am 38 eight and a half weeks pregnant right now and life is harder. It's and this is not a, you know, I don't think pregnancy is a disease or a handicap or any of those things, but it is undeniable that I am living life 30 pounds heavier than I normally am. And obviously I know that that's for the baby and that, you know, it's not something that I'm worried about by any means. So I don't want you to think that because I'm truly not but it's just the reality that I'm walking around with more weight than normal. There's more on my joints. I do, I, there's also a lot of other factors, obviously, why you're tired in pregnancy, but it's just a good reminder to me every time I do this, this is my third pregnancy, uh, third full-term pregnancy, that I, I'm like, wow, I can't imagine going through life like this all the time, or even when I am going to get back into working out, once I'm cleared by my doctor, I'll start doing postpartum like core exercises from my program and all those things, and then I'll ease into you know, more intense exercises. But even when I do get back into those more intense exercises, you know, it takes a while, right, for the weight and the body fat to go down. So usually I'll get into like pull-ups and push-ups and dips before the weight has, you know, has totally come off kind of a thing. And so I remember last time being like still about 10 pounds heavier than I normally am trying to do pull-ups and trying to do push-ups. And yes, my body also has to get back in the groove of doing it. But man, just that extra weight. I'm like, wow, it's a lot harder to push up 10 extra pounds than it is to push up less. So anyways, all is to encourage you and tell you to keep fighting the good fight and working for great physical, to be in great physical condition because our lives are not, you know, easy in the physical sense, especially as moms, if you're putting kids in and out of car seats and you're trying to keep up with them and you're, it's so much easier. It really is when you have the energy to do it. And a big part of that is being at a healthy body fat and also fueling your body well. You know, if you're at a healthy body fat, but you're just eating Pop-Tarts and Cheetos, that's also not going to fuel your body well. And it's going to leave you tired from energy crashes and things like that. So anyway, I better get into the questions because it seems like I just want to go a little randy today. Uh, if you've been here before, you know that you're used to it. Somehow you've come back. But uh, I have questions to answer and definitely the theme in these ones. I have a couple other ones that I, I didn't get to yet that are not going to make this episode. So if you're waiting on me to answer your question, I'm sorry it's coming. I just kind of grouped these together because they seem to be a little bit on the like newer side of someone who is newer to working out, at least two of the questions are, but I think they can apply to us too. So before you turn that off, if you're a very seasoned workout person and things like that, or know a lot of things, I still think you can benefit from this. I'm just saying that seemed to be the tone of it. So this is why I put these together. 
Number one, if I am starting out, (laughs) so clearly starting out, would you recommend getting a gym membership or starting to get equipment for home to build up home gym? Okay. Number one, I think that this definitely depends on your season of life and your preferences. So season of life is going to trump preferences here because my preference truly would be to work out at a gym. If I could do even three of five workouts a week at a gym, that would be my preference. But honestly, I'd probably pick doing all of them at a gym or outside. None of them would I probably pick doing at home How, because that is my personality. However, my season of life trumps that. So think about your season of life first. Why, why am I saying that for myself? First of all, it's because I have little kids. I'm a, I hopefully again have a baby at this point that you're listening to this. Right now I'm 38 and a half weeks pregnant that I when I do have the baby, I'm not going to be leaving to go to the gym right away, right? I'm going to be sticking around the house to nurse for at least the first couple of months. And you want to be close to that baby and not, you know, have these long gaps. Everybody's different, but that's me personally. I don't usually go back to the gym for a bit. So I have personally right now not been at the gym for two and a half years because it doesn't really fit our season of life. I have little kids. Like I said, my husband works crazy hours. It would be, especially then when COVID hit, when I used to go, it was like at three in the morning and that <laughs> I can't even do that now if I had wanted to before this pregnancy because I didn't have any gyms that were open at three in the morning. So anyway, all that to say, think about your season of life first. If you have little kids or it's going to be really hard for you to get to the gym, if that's going to create more of an obstacle for you because you want to set the goal of working out five to six days a week, but then you realize when life happens, you can't, it's harder to get to the gym because it's more of a production. You've got the drive there and back. If you're sweating, then you've got to add the shower and like all these things. You have to make sure somebody's home when you go. So if your husband is late coming home from work, then it blows your workout for the day. If that's you where there's just too many variables right now, then 100% I'm going to say just bring it home so that it's more, you know, the best workout is the one that gets done. And In general, if your question is, you know, which is kind of better overall, I would say I'm getting ahead of myself in this answer, but I would, it's the one that gets done. So you could have a fantastic workout at the gym. You could have a fantastic workout at home. It really depends if you know what you're doing in the programming side of it, if you're making sure it's effective, because you can half booty it at the gym. (laughs) keeping it clean here and you can half booty it at home you know so yes I like what I like about the gym uh, is the fact that a I get to have the drive there to kind of get in the zone and then come back and I think there is something to the environment for me anyways I'm motivated by a lot of people working hard around me I'm not paying attention to anybody else or zoning in on anyone else but just the actual environment where it's harder for me to push myself or to get jazzed up to be in my basement. That's just my personality. Um, And again, you get the drive there that's kind of setting the tone, and then you get that drive home to decompress. And then, you know, I think as a mom, it's just a nice opportunity to go out and get a breath of fresh air too. It's like I get the same vibes (laughs) from grocery shopping. Like, ooh, my outing. So uh, grocery shopping without kids, obviously. But um, so number one season of life. But number two – then, uh, what was my number two? I said season of life first, and then maybe what you realistically are going to do, or your, or your personality. That's what I said. Your preferences. 
if you are a little bit, especially if you're just starting out, if you are intimidated at the idea of working out around other people, because this is a lot of women who are just starting out, especially when we're talking weights, they don't want to go in the weight room. They feel a little bit overwhelmed or like people are going to be watching them or laughing at them or whatever, which to that I've said before, like just do your thing and don't worry about it. Most people are looking at themselves or focusing on themselves. Um, If they are, who cares? That's just a silly thing in my opinion. And I've been there. I remember that. I remember when I started out in the weight room, I was like, oh man, I don't know what to do. And I do feel like people are watching, but it's just something you got to get over like anything else. If you're new at it, you're going to be a little bit confused in the beginning and that's fine. But think about your personality in that regard. If it would make you so uncomfortable, you'd rather do it at home or you would like the availability to like watch your show while you do it that you can't do at the gym. Like there are definite perks to being home as well. So start with that. Number one, what's your season of life? If you are realistically not going to get to the gym, then definitely you're just plan for it to be at home and look at long haul too. If you would rather not have a gym membership forever and you'd rather just invest in some equipment and get it going at home, Think about all the factors. Is your husband going to work out too if you guys both get equipment for the the house? And, you know, is it something you want your kids to have available too? That's another big one actually that I don't really think about as often that by now we have a pretty decent home gym. We have barbells, knockoff TRX. We have dip bars, ab wheel, dumbbells, kettlebells, that kind of stuff that it is really nice because our kids are already – our oldest is four – And he comes down with us a lot. Usually on the weekends, we'll do like a family workout. And he deadlifts the little 10-pound kettlebell. And he has his own uh, like toy dumbbells that he's had forever. But now he's more into wanting to use our stuff. Um, The big exercise ball he'll get out and do some stuff with. He'll lay down on our bench and we'll give him like just the bar to bench. We don't have – it's not before you think it's like the 45-pound bar. It's not an Olympic bar. So it's a bar that weighs like two or three pounds that we add our plates to. But he – uh, uses just the bar. So anyway, that is a big benefit too. If if that's something that you want to be part of your family culture, you know, you're not going to be bringing a kid to the gym at five or eight or 10. Like, I don't know what age you'd start bringing him. I think for us, it'll probably be around like 12 if he, especially if the boys are into sports and want to train. But, you know, otherwise it's just nice that they have this stuff. Ben and I have talked about that. My husband and I have talked about that. Like, oh, that's going to be really nice that they just have this stuff at home already to start working with and obviously both of their parents are trainers my husband's a trainer as well so (laughs) I doubt they're gonna want their mom to train them but hopefully you know they'll look forward to working out with dad and do that kind of stuff so lots of factors just kind of take in what's going on in your family culture right now again is your husband gonna work out too is it even possible for you to get to the gym and then kind of weigh it out right now uh I have been working out at home for like I said like two and a half years it does the job. It's not, again, what I would be, it would be my top pick. And my husband and I have talked about maybe later, like right at the end of the year, once it's uh, some distance from having the baby, both of us are thinking about getting gym memberships again, but we are going to look at our schedules first and make sure it's worth it. Make sure that we can get to the gym enough times a week that it's worth it. And the, why are we doing that? It's, it's not because we think we're going to see better results to kind of answer this question or anything like that, it's the variety. You know, it does get a little bit stale, even with all our equipment to have to use this same equipment where both of us do like utilizing the big machines. So if you're gonna utilize the big machines, you can get to the gym, that's another cool thing that we can use the lap pull down, I can use the 
prone uh, leg curl machine. Just these kinds of things that I can make do with at home using bands and other things to kind of simulate that. But just something to consider. So I'm not like hard and fast on any of these. I think it really, really depends on season of life. Okay, number two, how long can I realistically expect before I hit my goals? So this is a good question. I've gotten this actually just many times with one-on-one clients who after a month or after three months will say, okay, Brittany, I understand I'm not going to be there immediately, but how long really should I expect to see progress or what's kind of the natural progression? First of all, definitely depends on how far you have to go, where you're starting from, and where you're trying to go, right? And, and that's different for everybody because maybe sometimes the people who have more body fat or more weight to lose are actually going to see progress just faster initially if they have not been working out, not been eating the way that I'd recommend, tracking macros and doing very 80-20 whole clean foods. So that when they start both, it's like, oh my goodness, their body is rocked and they just start dropping right away. And then it might get harder for them to kind of get to their final goal by the end. But it might take just as long or be even harder to get that initial progress with somebody who's maybe only 10 pounds and a couple body fat percentages away from where they want to be. Because then, you know, you have to really get pretty specific, pretty dialed in. You need to make sure your workouts are intense enough. You need to make sure your macros are super on point. Your body's not just going to change right away because it's used to some of the things you're doing. It's used to your healthy eating. It's used to your workouts and things like that. So the answer, unfortunately, is it kind of does depend. But to give you some perspective, like when I first started lifting weights, doing strength training, it was about a year and I would say two years to where I really got to my goals and put my body in a spot where I considered it maintenance. Like the first year, I had seen a huge improvement, huge change, but I still was like, oh, okay, I could, you know, up level this. I could drop a little more body fat and things like that. Never, and I have never been <laughs> extreme. So before you think that, like I, I, I did stand to have some body fat to lose, but then that second year I think was more where it was like, oh, okay, well now, and that this is a place where I would not say like, oh, I need to keep, you know, losing weight or anything. Like it was like, nope, this is where I should stay. So might not be the answer you want to hear because that might be a lot longer than you are thinking. But I've always said, and if you're new to the podcast, especially this person that asked this question, you know, if you're just starting out, it takes time. This is not the fast way, okay? If you are just looking to drop weight fast, like drop 20 pounds, you would do a lot of cardio and you would cut calories. However, your body's not going to look that different. You're just losing weight. You're not changing the shape of your body. You're not adding muscle. And you're going to have to just continue eating at that, say you went down to a thousand calories to do that, you're going to have to keep eating a thousand calories <laughs> because the, otherwise the weight's going to come right back on. All right. Um, so this is a long game. This is where you are eating your balanced macros, your carbs, fat, and protein. And then you, you know, might segue into eating intuitively, but you're still hitting those carbs, fat, and protein because that's what eating intuitively is. You're just not logging it. And you're doing a lot of strength training. You can have cardio as part of your routine, but you're focusing primarily on strength training because that is what is going to rev up your metabolism, put muscle on your body, muscle burns fat for you just sitting there at rest. And uh, this is a long game. It takes time to build muscle. There's not a way to kind of 
bump that up. It just takes time. It takes good weeks banking up on top of each other. It's uh, I was listening to a financial podcast the other day, and they were talking about how uh, once you've implemented their program, some people get really frustrated, and they're like, say they're $150,000 in debt, and then they've implemented this program. And then like two months in, they're like, man, I wish this was just paid off. Like, when's this going to be paid off? Okay, everything's in the right place. You got the right factors in place. You're working the program. You just need time now. $150,000 isn't going to just disappear, right? And it's the same thing with weight and fat loss. Like if sometimes we do that, we get the right things in gear, but then we're like, okay, well now it should take like a month or now it should take two months. No, you've got say 10 pounds of fat to lose. You've got five percentages to drop on body fat. It just is going to take some time. So unfortunately, I can't tell you, oh, it's going to be in six months. It's going to be in eight months. It's going to be in a year. But if you keep working at it consistently and you don't have those months of then it going back up and then it coming down if it's consistently going down you know you're going to plateau a little bit it's going to stay the same a little bit but then pretty much you know even riding the little bumps it's it's still not huge spikes you gained 10 pounds back etc if it's pretty consistently on the downtrend then you know you are going to see progress it's just a, a matter of when I don't have the answer for it, it depends how long you where you're starting, where you're trying to go, it depends. Also, uh, you know, the thing you can do to speed it up, like I said, is number one, be really on point so you're not always restarting. If that becomes yo-yo dieting. Make sure that you're banking up good, consistent weeks. But then number two, to make sure that you are, you know, doing as much as you can. If you're working out three times a week and you're like, how long is this going to take? Well, maybe then you should increase it to five or six times a week if you really want to see progress as fast as possible. Okay. So realistically, I guess if you're brand new and you're like, when will I really see the difference? Usually about three months in, you know, the challenges I run are two months and some people do see great progress in those two months. And you've probably seen the before and after pictures. So, uh, a month is tough. I do have my clients always take monthly pictures just to have for themselves as a reference, but month is not that much time to see notable progress. You'll probably feel it and all that first. But again, two months with some of the challenges, three months for most people, and then six months for sure, you're going to have more notable progress between your photos and in the scale and in the body fat and things like that. So just keep plugging along. All right. Last question. Does the length of my workout matter to its effectiveness? No, it doesn't. If you are for a workout to be effective, what does matter is, is it in your, like in your realm of being challenging? This is also subjective and different for everybody. Challenging for me is going to be different than what's challenging for you, which is going to be different from what's challenging for my husband. Like it's, it's all different, right? It's just like saying, if I told you to sprint on the treadmill, everybody has a different sprint pace, but we all know what, if I'm telling you, okay, on a rate of perceived exertion, like say scale of one to 10, for your own personal scale of one to 10, not talking levels, sprint at your nine. Like it's almost total 10 out of 10, like you can't breathe. You will find that, right? And that's that's part of the what comes from just you need to make sure you're honestly pushing yourself and being motivated because it's easy to jog it out, being able to carry on a conversation and say you're at a nine, right? But length of workout does not matter. Things that matter are how hard are you pushing yourself? Are you right in that threshold, whether it's cardio, whether it's lifting, where it's challenging? It's really hard. Am I doing a bicep curl that I'm like, I can only maybe get two or three more 
reps at the end of the set. That's where you want to be when you're lifting. Those are the things that matter much more than length of your workout. It is how challenging it is while you are doing it. Your recovery even, I would say, matters more than the length of your workout itself. I've had really intense workouts that are 15 minutes long, that then the next day I need to make sure I get enough sleep and I get enough protein to let my muscles recover because that is actually where you're grow- where you're building strength. It's not in the workout, it's in the recovery. And that can be a big factor versus having a 40-minute workout that was not as intense and you didn't recover from. So really, I will go out saying length does not matter at all. It matters your what you're doing. If you're doing all cardio but expect your body to look toned, that's not going to happen. You need to have some weights in there. And then when you have the weights in there, making sure that it is in a challenging zone for you, that it is not something you could do all day. And I don't know what else. <laughs> Sorry, that's that's all I got of that one. Okay. All right. I'm going to wrap it up there because clearly my wisdom has run out. Uh, I hope you all have a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening. And also, I didn't tell you at the beginning of this episode, but I did just start doing, if you have not left a review yet, I would love if you would leave me a review on iTunes, screenshot it, send it to fitmomlifetothefullest at gmail.com, and I will send you a free week of meals planned out for you, the recipes and shopping list to thank you for doing that because I do really appreciate it. Thank you to all of those who have left reviews. And if you just want to come hang out with me on social media, I'm mostly on Instagram at fitmomlifetothefullest. And you could definitely send me any questions you have for the next Q&A as well. Send them anytime because I do this usually about once a month. Uh, and again, Instagram's a great place to send that to. Or my email, again, fitmomlifetothefullest at gmail.com. All right, ladies, until next time, have a great day. Bye.